Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a very special guest on the pod. We missed her still being a teen officially by two days. However, I think you still just get shoehorned in as our number one VL teen guest, Leah D. How's it feel being back? Feels pretty great. You got the cans on. First time in podcast studio. I know. I'm pretty impressed by this podcast studio. Beats speaking into one microphone. So give the kids an idea of where we did our very first podcast. You know, to set it up, this is back when this podcast hadn't yet reached the levels of like fame and superstardom that it has now. It's obviously professional. Um, That's because I hadn't been on it yet. So. So back then, before you personally came on and made it official with the teens, we recorded in the basement of my parents' house in their bomb shelter. Yeah, like it was like a panic room. Mm-hmm. It's where you go to get kidnapped and stuff. <laughs> If my parents are doing kidnapped? a lot, of, well, if my parents are doing a lot of kidnappings and stuff, they oh, would okay. kidnap people and put them in that little bomb shelter. Oh, that you and I recorded a, a, a creepy podcast in, right? So I'm glad you're back. Uh, first and foremost, housekeeping for the kids so they know where to get at us: vicariouslivingpod at gmail.com and on the gram, vicariouslivingpodcast on Instagram. Get at us, kids, for any of our swag situations. We love when you reach out. How many kids are actually listening? Lots. Lots of kids. (laughs) Lots of kids. (laughs) Meaning me, who's no longer a kid anymore. So Yeah, you were just telling me that turning 20 was like the worst moment of your life. It wasn't the worst moment of my life, but it was just like this realization that was like, okay, I'm not going to be a teenager anymore. And that kind of sucks. Yeah, so you can't, like, all the debauchery that you used to just get away with because you were labeled, like, a young, I'm a teen, hey. Yeah, with, get away all, with the, all the stuff I did. Right, all the, all the really bad stuff you're doing. So tell the kids, let's get, give them an idea of where you're at. You are a sophomore. No. Going to be a junior. Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. You're... I'm a junior now. I already finished exams and everything, so... So you are a going to be junior st louis university correct billikens right what's your living situation next year got an apartment with one of my friends so that'll be pretty cool i've been in how the is dorms. she she cool yeah she's awesome she's on my dance team so it's gonna be great you guys have never had like a big blowout fight no no beef no beef i never had any beef with any of my roommates just so. wait till a dude comes into the picture like both of you are into the same guy Okay, I don't think that's gonna happen. Friendship's but. gonna end. <laughs> um, before we get into tonight, we we gotta let the kids know what we're doing. We took a two week hiatus where we did a movie. We were on Gossip Girl. We did three podcasts. We went from episode one all the way up to episode 
11 of Gossip Girl, did a couple movies, and now we're getting back. And tonight, we're doing episodes 12 and 14 of Gossip Girl. Getting to it towards the finish line here. What are your thoughts overall on Gossip Girl, either from the podcast that you've heard or just show thoughts in general before we get into these episodes? Okay, well, um, something interesting was the first time that I was on the pod when we did One Tree Hill. Um, it was the second time that I was watching it. So I had already seen it all the way through and I started rewatching it and it was a lot easier to remember what happened Whereas this time, there's too much stuff that happens within Gossip Girl that I just like forgot like half of it. So I it's crazy because I really think Gossip Girl is like the last vestige of these shows where they would rattle off like 25 episodes, hour long episodes a season. You just don't have that anymore. All the TV shows now, Euphoria teen drama show on hbo right now literally was only eight episodes most of them are like 13 i think max like that's yeah, like the in there. season now because that's what netflix does that's what outer banks on netflix i believe was eight is it 11 i don't know i haven't seen it yet oh my god i really want to do that show it's garbage in a good way i know i've heard so many things about it so I really John need B. to watch it. John B. John B. God, <laughs> he's so all hot. over TikTok right now. So John B. is so hot right now. Um, okay, that's one. What were your other thoughts? Um, okay, something you made a comment about. I think it was Blake Lively and how you didn't understand the hype. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with that. It was the fact that you said that you think she had work done. She has. She has. After she did Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants or whatever five. that movie was, right after that, before she did Gossip Girl, she got a nose job. That makes so much sense. Like, you watch her in that movie, and she looks, like, not unrecognizable, but you can, like, tell. Yeah. You can tell, for sure. Uh, and she's had a boob job at this time. Oh, for sure. There's no question about that. So, so. N- confirmed, we know she's had a nose job and a boob job. So, it's like... I'm not into that fake shit. Yeah. I'm just not into it. So I'm also not going to be shocked if you were to tell me that she's had like some cheek fillers or lip filler. I think I wouldn't just be shocked. The nose job and the boob job were probably the biggest ones. I feel like a lot of people in California, you know, get injections of other things nowadays. So yeah, ladies love Blake Lively and I feel like it's for a whole bunch of other reasons out like her hair mm-hmm. her makeup i'm pretty sure she's got like endorsement deals with big time like l'oreal and doesn't she probably i don't I and she's seen on these anything. commercials like these makeup commercials and hair commercials to where like girls see her as like a poster child of like yeah crush. i agree with that for sure okay she's definitely on a pedestal that's like. point two what's your third point Oh, I had a few not really about Gossip Girl, just about other stuff in general. Okay, let's hit those. Um, I'm really upset that you didn't know what a glow up was. Like, that is common terminology. I know. Maybe for teenagers, but like, since you're doing all these teen dramas, you really need to stay up to date with all of the terminology. It's such a good point. I know. Like, I'm at the point where I'm not hip to all the terminology, like the lingo, like glow up completely foreign to me i've never heard of that my sister when she was talking about that was on the heavyweights pod where she was talking about that guy who was like the super fat lead character in, in harry potter oh. no 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 
<laughs> heavyweights. But same Just thing. Kidding. No, same thing. No, she was talking about Neville Longbottom from yeah. Harry Potter too, who was also a glow up, which yeah, no, I'm glad I know that term now. Also, okay. Josh Peck. Who's that? Drake and Josh. Do you ever watch Drake and Josh? No, that but... Was that after your time? It was after my time. Because that was like a little bit before my time, but it was enough to where like I would watch it. I, he, I don't know. He has a YouTube channel now. I feel like some yeah. people have turned to YouTube channels. YouTube, I don't... I'm on YouTube all the time, but it's not for like what you're on YouTube yeah. for. I feel like you're actually watching shows on right. YouTube and like, stuff. Yeah, people have content out there of like vlogging and doing all of this stuff. Yeah, which I'm I not... actually mention later. So oh, cool. Yeah, A little tease. Um, what are any other thoughts that you've had on listening to the pod? One more, and okay. it, it was well. Okay, when I first watched the show, I absolutely hated Dan and Serena together. Oh, same. Like, I feel like everyone was at that point where it was like, oh my gosh, they're so different from each other. Like, why? He's a poor. <laughs> He's a poor. He's a peasant. He's a peasant. <laughs> yes, I'm with you. I, I'm not a Dan and Serena guy. I'm not. Like, I, I just, I'm not pulling for them. Like, I'll give you an example. Blair and Chuck... I'm like you want them to be together. Oh. The sexual tension between them is so there, oh and you God. just are waiting. I'm like all here for it. Honestly, I've even been roped into like a Jenny and Nate relationship at some point. Like I've been roped in all over the place on this show, but right. where I have not been roped in once is on Dan and Serena. I think it might just be because it was literally the first episode where like she came back and there was already something there and then they kind of just started their relationship like super quick. Like there was no waiting, not really like any drama between them to get to their relationship. Yeah. At least at first, like right now, there's like nothing. As you get deeper into the show, you can see it more, but just for right now, it's like, okay, there's nothing keeping them apart. So why am I rooting for them to be together? <laughs> I got to be honest, like I'm now like in my own free time. I'm on season three of Gossip Girl and Dan and Serena have broken up and gotten back together so many times that I, I have no idea like where they're at. Like it, right. it's it's constant and they their rationale for breaking up when they do never adds up to me. It never makes sense. It's always just like some weird it's innocuous stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like. I'm just not into it either, but let's hold on Dan for a sec because okay. I have a f whole thing on Dan that I'm going to do on this podcast. All right. That's not going to be flattering for that <laughs> douche. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was that the last one on your initial thoughts? Pretty much. That's good enough. So let's transition into the actual episodes we're going to do tonight, which is episode 12 and episode 14. First and foremost, we have to get people caught up on where we left off on the pod. I can't help with that. I can. <laughs> Lily is with Bart Bass. Yes. Lily is Serena's mom. She is now officially with Bart Bass, and he has asked her to get engaged and marry him. Yes. That's what's I'm going on. I'm caught up with that. Yes. The, the other like person in that old person triangle is Rufus, who's Dan's dad, who is like still trying to get with Lily, mm -hmm. but like he's a peasant. I love Rufus, though. You just are rooting for him the whole time. Not I me. hate Bart Bass, but I feel like you love Bart Bass. I feel like you're the <laughs> type of person to love him. I love him. He's such a piece of shit. Like he is. He's such like a, a Dan dick. Scott. Yeah, he's a Dan Scott. He's a Caleb Nickel. He's just such a fucking dick. And I love the dicks. 
on <laughs> on these shows. So, um, but yeah, Rufus is is like the good guy who you, you most root people for root him. for. Yeah, Blair, she's still in this mode where she's like gotten with Chuck, but she's like ashamed of it, and she knows she shouldn't because Chuck is like a bad boy, right? So she's like trying to get back with Nate, mm-hmm. who's like the goody two shoes, Prince Charming. I got to be with this guy forever. Mm-hmm. Only other stuff going on is real Dan and Serena right now. They're currently together. <laughs> that could change. But going into this episode, they are currently still together. Both of these episodes, they were together. Yeah. Yeah. So I always have to just note it before right. I do a podcast because it changes constantly like a fart in the wind. <laughs> Um, right now, kids, just know they are together. For now. Episode 12, though. School Lies starts off at a school pool party that the kids have snuck into. Stole a key. Which is like one of those skeleton keys that a school this, like, today would not have. When Even in grade school, we had these special locks that were, like, all electronic and modern not touchpad but like it was like one of those little key oh like a hotel yeah yeah like you just like tapped it and you had to go in so a skeleton key would not work i mean 2000 what eight nine yeah it's weird i think it was definitely more for show yeah because the key was like a big big symbol in this uh in this this episode episode. um alcohol and illegal substances Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. These kids are getting fucked up. Also, I have a comment. Yeah. They are using full-on martini glasses. They brought shakers and all this stuff. I'm sorry, but I just don't see that happening at a school. Like, why would you spend all this time getting these nice glass martini glasses? I think they're trying to show that, like, these kids are all rich. But, yeah, it's it's a far cry from what my high school drinking experience was like. Uh, it was just a whole bunch of like natty lights. Well, I was just gonna say, where's all the red solo cups? Like they're nowhere to be I know. found. These these kids are actually drinking like out of glass martini glasses as they're jumping in and out of right. chlorine <laughs> water. And like I, I think at one like I saw like a bunch of times where they would jump into the pool, chlorine water would just like fill up one of their glasses and take a swig off right. it. I'm like, oh That's no. Disgusting. I did clock that though too. The martinis in high school, just a weird move. And they drink martinis like, apparently you were talking about actually how you studied abroad and you had to actually come back mid coronavirus. Yes. And it was worse over there at the time. So it, they sent us home. Right. And you were talking about how when you were over there, getting alcohol was super easy because there is no age limit there. Yeah. It's not as... It's like such a big deal here in the U.S. Like I feel like everyone is always carded right. in your 20s and everything. So it's just so not a big deal. Like when I was over there, like I was legal the whole time, but I wasn't carded once. And that seems similar to me of this like Upper East Side world in New York. Like mm-hmm. anytime they go to a bar or restaurant or hotel and get a drink in the Upper East Side, never carded right and they're just like drinking martinis mm-hmm. at the age of 16 and a half out in public yeah and everyone's just cool with it because they're rich mm-hmm. it's crazy wild. wild world um 
some dude bashes his head. Mm-hmm. He at gets this. like pushed into a wall or what was it like a, a pole? Just like a pole. It was like a pole that's just like way in the middle of every. I don't even know why it was just in the middle of the room, but it was in the middle of the room. Everyone's drunk as fuck. They push this kid into the pole, smacks his head, falls in. He like almost drowns and. So then obviously it's like, okay, fuck. Now we know this episode is going to be all about all the kids trying to cover up this bad act right. that happened. But he didn't die or anything. No. He was sent to the hospital. Yeah. I also, there's another mention I have is me being a nursing student right now. I was noticing the chest compressions. And mm. um, if you hit your head pretty hard like that like there was a lot of blood there was whatever and he was in the pool and they just pulled him out and started doing chest compressions which is like what you see on tv shows so i don't blame a 16 year old for going to that but like they didn't even check to see if he was breathing like what if he was just unconscious and breathing and they started pushing on his chest now he has more complications so points off points Points off off for leah (laughs) points off yeah it's I wouldn't have picked up on that. I'm glad we have a nursing student. See, this is like when you were picking up on all the basketball stuff that was happening in the other shows or like... One Tree Hill. Or football. You said Friday Night Lights was pretty good about that, though. But this is the stuff that I pick up on. I I like that. I like that you bring that perspective, though, because, yeah, I, I do just to empathize it'd be like me watching one tree hill and watching a guy shoot a right-handed layup off his wrong foot and just be like what the fuck was that yeah i would not be able to relate to that so yeah you're just looking out for the chest compressions Mm -hmm. would you have been more thrown off if like serena just got down there and started giving him the heimlich after he just (laughs) bashed his head (laughs) like serena i don't think i don't think he's choking i don't i don't think that's the move no. here. <laughs> I think fine. he. I think he I think just hit dead. his head. <laughs> I think he's concussed. He just was bleeding a lot. Lost a lot of blood, and he might have a broken neck. But the Heimlich isn't going to solve that. <laughs> Question for you: How did you feel about the bathing suits that these teens were wearing? Um, Serena's was interesting. One piece. It was. It looked like a romper. Like, because it was, like, shorts, or it had, like, the spandex type thing. It wasn't, like, a bathing suit cut. It was, like, short cut. I know. I was kind of And it was, it. like, you were into it yeah, for but, a bathing suit, though? Yeah, but I know nothing about women's bathing suits. I just, it looked good on her. Maybe it was <laughs> the time, because when I was that age, like, 2010, I guess, I was wearing, like, Justice Tankinis. So, I have yeah. no idea what It's, that like, is. a one piece, but it's cut. But it still goes over your stomach, oh, so it's okay. like it's like a like so that was if, a thing. If you have a like a gut, mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah, like those are awesome for you, but they're not in style anymore. So, oh, damn, it's the what do you do now. if you're a lady and you like have like, you find some good one pieces? Which I guess hers was like fine. I didn't love it though. There's better one pieces. She out just there. has a great body, so I just saw her body and I'm like, ah, oh, cool suit. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure if I saw that on anyone who's not like a five ten model, I'd be like, hmm, weird. Blair's bikini, that one was fine, right? That was just yeah, like a normal. That would be okay now, even strapless. Like, it wasn't strapless. I thought it was strapless. It no went straps. around her neck. Oh, okay. Fuck me. <laughs> and then uh, I did. I love Chuck's bathing suit situation, though, because Chuck, like all the dudes were wearing regular like board shorts situations. But Chuck 
he looked like a lifeguard. He did. Like in the 1920s. I was going to say like the <laughs> 1940s and then he had his cool sunglasses on. Which this is why I love Chuck because like what a power move. You show up to a high school swim party just looking like a 1940s lifeguard. <laughs> Crush City. <laughs> and he gets away with it. He still gets all the girls. I love Chuck. I uh, love Chuck too. Okay. Yeah. Let This is important question. Yeah. Because... Everyone who watches this show initially just sees Chuck in season one and he's like attempting rapes all over the place. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. But like if you talk to anyone who has seen the show all the way through or even like two or three seasons, Chuck is like their favorite. Right. Yes. Totally agree. Same. I mean, I love Chuck. He's definitely my favorite. I'm on. I think it happens early in season two they start making him endearing and mm-hmm. like all of his shit that he fucks up on it's kind of like a oh that's just chuck being chuck yeah because like right now he's just kind of like a player you don't really see he you don't see his like personality you see like the cover that he puts on he seems like right now a guy with bad intentions but in season two you realize oh no he's actually has really good intentions and he's a good character guy mm-hmm. inside he just has like a fucked up exterior that's like makes him make some bad decisions every once in a while but that's not who he is yeah which they didn't have that down in season one yet i feel like that it's like it's supposed to be like that though you're supposed to not be on his side at first and be like blair what are you doing you're leaving nate this awesome perfect guy for this bad boy like what are you doing but you know i also think what like the showrunners in season one before it started i feel like they thought this guy, Nate Archibald, is going to be like a big time guy. Mm-hmm, like a heartthrob, like everyone. And I don't think he delivered. And I think they realized like early, like, oh, fuck. The villain, Chuck, actually is way more endearing and like has way more X factor than this wet blanket Nate does as an yeah. actor. Yeah. So we need to like. He didn't bring it to the table for sure. No. Because no. I kind of saw him as like being like a Zac Efron almost like coming in and sweeping the girl off her feet. And then he kind of didn't do anything. He was just kind of yeah. there. God, this is just making me remember that you are a big time Josh Hutcherson fan. <laughs> <laughs> Josh H- Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson. Who is all of five, one and a half. He is a full grown five, adult. seven. Thank no you very chance. much. There's no chance he's five, seven. That's what it says on Wikipedia, so <laughs> look it up. Look at him standing next to Jennifer Lawrence. It looks like she How tall is, is she? She's actually pretty tall for a female. I think she's like 5'9". Yeah. But she looks more okay, than two inches like, taller yeah. than him. <laughs> she's like almost towers. a full head shorter. <laughs> yeah. Hutcherson, there's no way Hutcherson is over 5'4". No chance. I'm 5'4". Right. That's what I'm saying. So like he is he is maybe a few inches taller than me. If I get it, you, which would be five seven. Thank you. Very you're much. you're obsessed with Hutcherson. I love him on on Hunger Games, mm-hmm. which that's a whole nother conversation. I don't even get that. He's such a little bitch. I don't know how you're not into Peta. That is Peta. <laughs> no fuck not Peta. Uh, Gail. Gail. No, Gail is so attractive. But yeah. at the time, I was a full on like I just was like obsessed with. With Josh. He was from Kentucky, you know. 
Hutcherson is such a little bitch. But if he walked into a room right now and you like know of him as like oh Hunger Games guy, and he walked in and he's your height, guess who's no longer a Hutcherson fan? I I'm, I'm honestly gonna say I have kind of grown out of the Josh Hutcherson. Who's your main guys now? Who are the hot guys now? Oh man, I don't know. Josh and Drake. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was gonna say like. It depends because it depends on what shows people are watching. Well, what shows are people? What are the kids watching? I've told you One Tree Hill. I'm a total Lucas fan. Also, I'm a Nate fan. I no no. What what shows are your shows right now that you're watching? Vampire Diaries has been my new kick (sighs) during quarantine. So. I am putting this out there that that needs to be on the list for one of the later <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> I tried watching it with you. It's so bad. You didn't watch it with me. I, we I didn't, did. No, we didn't. I watched an episode that night. The oh, pilot. we did watch the it first bad. one. It's good, bad though. I, take, I just I didn't it didn't grip me. So here's what I, here's all I'll say. We only watched a pilot of Vampire Diaries. So I can't say for sure if I'll hate the whole show, but all I can say for sure is like, if you don't rope me in as a pilot, I mean, shame on you. I'm just saying though, like I was telling you about the guys I find attractive. Okay. Yeah. I think all of the guys in that show are like on top of game for attraction. God, what's hilarious to me is one of the biggest douchebags from the OC of all time, Donnie. Yes, he's in it. Yeah, so just like in my head, anyone telling me that Donnie is like a super hot guy, I don't know what to do with my hands when someone tells me that or my body. I'm just like Well, I'm mostly talking about the main two guys, but we're getting really off track Yeah, we're way off track. Um, back to Gossip Girl. Let's put a clip in here. We're literally halfway through. We haven't even put a clip in. Um, the teachers, obviously, they're pissed off. Very much. And there's a clip of a new headmistress, Miss Queller, who comes into the mix, and she's going to lay down some law. I've already talked to your parents, at least those I could reach, and look forward to reading your personal essays. 10,000 words describing how you came to be on school property after hours using alcohol and drugs where a fellow student almost died. I'll also be conducting one-on-one interviews until I discover who broke into the pool and initiated the party. That person will be expelled. If that person is not identified, then you'll all face expulsion. Fucking a little harsh there, Miss Queller. Um, You're gonna suspend, expel the whole class. That's what it sounds. You got to call her on her bluff at that point. If you're all the kids, they did that in the show. Yeah, you just got to be like, hey, no one say anything. So Mm -hmm. yeah, literally, is she gonna expel everyone? No chance. Also, with that kind of party, like, does anyone know who initially started it? Well. They only know because Vanessa has like video recorded everything on like a VHS video recorder. What the (laughs) fuck was that? I was going to say, this is where I was going to bring in. It totally reminds me of a vlogger for YouTube or for whatever you do. It's mostly YouTube. I guess people can use it for Instagram, but most of the time that's just on your phone. It reminds me of what a vlogger would do with like a camera, except she is not recording herself. She is just recording everyone else and totally is going to screw everyone over it was such a weird thing it was so weird it was like 
Vanessa, you're at this party just carrying around like one of those old school VHS video recorders and people would be like getting in fights and arguments like a girlfriend and boyfriend Mm -hmm. getting in a fight and she would just be like three inches away recording it and just be like, uh, people don't want to remember that. Yeah. Fuck off. What is this? Yeah. Anyways, I though want to get into Dan. Okay, let's do it. Essentially, as we discussed, all the kids are like, look, it's simple. Just we all band together. No one rat anyone out. Look, mm-hmm. if if no one is a fucking rat, guess who doesn't get in trouble? All of us don't get in trouble. And then you have fucking Dan, who is like always on this high horse of like, I'm um, all knowing. I'm on this pedestal. Everyone else is below me. I'm like such a self-righteous guy who is like always correct on everything and everyone else can just like fuck off. Well, that's funny because I see it as the opposite. Well, hold on. Okay. The only reason I do that is because this guy, Dan, is getting the MCITW on this podcast. So, Dan, sorry. As Leah is thinking up ways to defend you, I am going to shit on you for a quick second here and say that on this podcast... You are the MCITW. That is Mr. Cooper's the worst of the week, and that is brought to you by our fine, fine sponsors from Wicklowware. W I C K L O W Wear. Be free to explore. Get all your outdoor gear at Wicklowware.com. Type in the promo code VL. Check out. Get 10% off of your order kits. $30 on the baseball tees, $20 in text, $40 on the hooded sweatshirts. Get at us. Slide into our DMs for all of our swag situations. Leah has the tank. She loves the tank. I love the tank. Wear it all the time. It's Wears my it all favorite the time. piece of clothing, honestly. That's cool for you to say. I'm not kidding, though. It's not even... I'm, I'm not I even feel saying like you're it exact. for the pod. Hey, look. Love that. Love it. Love that. I love the cutoff vibe. It's amazing. Dan is the biggest fucking douche in this show. I hate Dan. Okay. I hate Dan Humphrey. I know you do. He is... He's the perfect, like... What do you call it? I don't even know. I just... For... You just love to hate on people like him. Exactly. In every show. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm one-dimensional. Don't care. What I will say is... This guy, he is a poor. And so for him to like... He's not poor though. I know. I know. He's actually (laughs) super rich. But for him to come in with all these billionaire kids and like have this smug, pretentious, fucked out attitude, I just have no respect. Look, dude, this is their world that you're coming into acting like you're all high and mighty. Why? Like... How about you come in and show a little humility, work your way into the like the crowd, and then you like start to like make moves. But for you to just like come in and just be better than everyone in your own head annoys the shit out of me. Okay, go ahead and defend him. I was just going to say I'm also like a goody two shoes though. So Dan and I are kind of on the same wavelength with that. Where like if he didn't know anyone at the time when like they were interviewing all the people, he had no idea who started having the party or who had a key to get into the school. You're right. He doesn't know. And he wants them to all like rat each other out. And I just look at that as like, Dan, why do you want to rat all your friends? I thought he said that he's like, I don't know who did it. So they're like... I'm out, kind of. He's like, I don't know who did it. I will say what I know, and that's it. I don't want to get in trouble for this because I'm on a scholarship. I am here, like, just for school. Not in it for the drinking and the drugs and all the parties. Like, a lot of people are. Didn't he keep telling Serena, like, Serena, if you know 
he did. Who took okay, this? Yes, yeah. You should did. say something. That's where I'm like, Dan, it's a white lie, bud. I, it's, it's I'll one agree with you lie. with that because a lot of them have been friends literally forever. Like the Blair, Serena, yeah. Nate, Chuck. Like they've all been around each other's families, whereas Dan is just kind of, you know, plopping himself right in the middle of all that. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it. What are you laughing? Oh. Um, I just, I don't like people who turn on their friends and I don't like rats. Is he really their friend yet though? We're still in season one. I don't know. Like, I just want Dan to do so much fucking less. You just hate Dan. I hate Dan. I hate him in so many ways. And so Dan, even for the defense that Leah just gave you, doesn't matter. You still get it. You bitch. (laughs) Be free and explore brought to you by Wicklow. (laughs) Get fucked Dan. (laughs) Yeah, I hate Dan. Um, should we get another clip in here of what Chuck does to uh, to try and solve the, the, the situation with the tape? Yeah. Okay, here it is. $10,000 for the tape. You think I'd take your money? Yes, I do. I know girls like you. You act like money's not important, but truth is money's important to everyone. I thought Blair was manipulative. Blair's an amateur. She thinks you're just like her. To Blair, this money is a couple pairs of Manolos and a Chanel bag. But I know that this much cash can make a real difference in your life. You're sick. You're welcome. So Chuck essentially just offers to pay Vanessa 10 grand because she had video evidence of like what all went down at this party. Yeah, and he wanted the tape of it. Hey. This is why I love Chuck. I mean, this guy is a go-getter. <laughs> this guy's making moves. I do. I love Chuck. I'm on his side. This guy, he he saw an opportunity to nip this in the bud and just totally solve this situation by mm-hmm. getting rid of the evidence. Yep. So go Chuck. I mean, I love it. I love the hardball. Um, funny just how this episode ended with Vanessa on that front, though, just to, to tie a bow on it, was she took the money from Chuck gave him a fake tape and then ended up opening up a grant in his name that was for teens with genital herpes and yeah. she put it in Chuck's name. <laughs> love that. I love that. So sweet move by Vanessa there. And then I think it just honestly it ends that that episode ends with Lily and Rufus, Rufus some <laughs> shit going down between them. Rufus this is what let me just say annoys me with Rufus is this guy is a full grown adult male with kids in high school. Yeah. The level of like pathetic that he is trying to get with Lily and stuff is just like, dude, I didn't see that from this episode. I didn't see that because he was going for what he wanted. He was like, I know you have that proposal from Bart waiting for you. But if you don't want him, if you want me, like we've always wanted, come like that we'll go away this weekend and you can decline his proposal and whatever. And she says, yes. So I'm like, yes, Rufus, you're going to get what you want. So Rufus does that. Serena's mom agrees to go with him mm-hmm. to break off her engagement with Chuck's dad, Bart Bass. By the way, everyone, all the kids' parents are just hooking up left and right. Yeah. Fucking Chuck's dad is getting with Serena's mom. Serena's mom is getting with Dan's dad. Nate's dad is just 
well, he's fucking everyone in different ways, like fucking them out of their money and stuff. But well, didn't they all know each other when they were in high school? I know at least probably. Lily and Rufus did. Yeah. They knew each other before this. So what was wild to me, though, is like Serena then comes into the picture as her mom is about to leave Bart, like you said, go for love with Rufus. Yes. And Serena don't like that. Yeah. Serena puts the brakes on right there for her. She sure does with this clip. Please, Mom, not this one. Look, I will not base my personal life on your preferences. Dan is my boyfriend. And I know we're too young to talk about forever, but right now that's what it feels like. I know it does, sweetie, but... But what? Tell me that Rufus is that important to you. Tell me that whatever the two of you have is the most important thing in your life. Because that's what Dan is to me, Mom. I would rather be Chuck's stepsister than Dan's. I mean, it's fair. If you're Serena and you're in high school, there would be nothing worse than your mom just like starting to hook up with your high school boyfriend's dad. <laughs> yeah, that it would, would be that would be awful. The worst. So I get it, but it's how do you feel about it? Because you're a, you want Rufus and Lily, Lily to get and, together. I'm a Rufus fan. I guess as the seasons go on, you can see how all the relationships change. So. Like, it's okay with me because I know eventually, like, Things stuff out. changes. Like, everything changes. Spoiler There's alert. Six seasons. <laughs> you can't tell me that nothing happens in the next five seasons after this. Like, there's just so much sexual tension between the two of them. Oh, cut it with a spoon. <laughs> I mean, easily. E- easily e- cut e- it with e- a spoon. E- easily. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, I do want to get a little song in here, though, as we end this episode officially. There's a song, and I just thought it was a cool moment. I um, thought they did a great job. I will point out that I never notice songs in TV shows, and I know you are like, that's where you get all the music that you listen to, is from <laughs> yeah. some teen dramas and TV shows that you like. A hundred percent. And I never notice that type of thing unless I know the song, and I did notice at the end of this episode that song that was playing. Here it is. amazing amazing song here because it just like tapped into the emotion perfectly it was like everyone thought lily was about to like go meet up with rufus and like okay i'm gonna leave bart all this shit and then like she showed up in slow motion this music's playing and then dan's dad sitting there and he's like you packed light please try to understand i think i do I'm just sorry. So am I. And then it was like, oh, fuck. She's not going with them. She's going to listen to what Serena said. And then she just like bounces. It's like, see you, Rufus. I'm sorry, bud. You suck again. Another side note about how poor Rufus is. He drives away in his own car. Think wow. about how expensive it is to have a car in New York City. No one has one because it's so much cheaper to take public transportation. What is he doing with a car in the city? That's the whole thing is like he's still a poor quote unquote because he doesn't have like a limo driver driving oh. him everywhere. Like if They you- do mention like you have to take the metro or you have to take the subway or and the yeah. buses all the time. But he has a car. I know. Just drive your car. <laughs> yeah. Don't waste money on passes like that. 
Yeah, I think it's just a way to show like, oh, this guy drives himself around. Like, wow, what an idiot. He doesn't even have a limo driver like everyone else who's worth anything in this town. (laughs) Yep. All right. Second episode. Let's transition. Blair Bitch Project, episode 14. I love this episode. This was a good one. This was essentially Blair versus Jenny rivalry episode. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Lots of drama. So, Jenny, like, what's going on with Jenny? I hate Jenny. Oh, with you a do? Burning passion. Okay. I hate her. Cool. I love that. I love anyone that comes in here and hates someone with a passion. So, why do you never hate liked Jenny? her? Just thought she was the annoying little kid the whole time, but she wasn't really a little kid. She looks like she's eighteen playing a 14 year old in this episode yeah she's there's she's supposed to be 14 no and she's like six feet tall there's no way i don't just to me her voice annoys this shit out of me too she has an annoying voice she just always acts like the victim oh she's yeah. not good point she's always a victim there's nothing worse than people who just always play the victim right Oh, my God. That's why I hate her so much. And I feel like a lot of people agree with me with that. Like, no one likes Jenny because she's always the victim and she's always the one. Nothing's ever her fault. Right. Yeah. No, it's the worst quality to have in life. If you are a type of person who is just like, nothing is ever my fault. I'm never going to look in the mirror ever. It's always on someone else. Fuck you. You suck. (laughs) You are a victim and it sucks. Like, you blow as a person and Jenny is in that mold. What I didn't understand in this episode was like, Jenny is a freshman. She's a freshman? Yeah. You just said she's 14. I guess so. Yeah. So she's a freshman. Blair is a senior. She's a junior. Junior. (laughs) You cannot tell me that like this freshman in real life would stand a chance at dethroning the queen bee of that school, the upperclassmen, as a freshman. Right. And she's a poor. I was going to say, she's a peasant. She doesn't have any money. So how can she keep up with her elite profile that she's like giving off? Well, she can't, as we saw in this episode. But somehow, though, they start this like Womano e Womano rivalry. And Jenny like officially dethrones Blair. Yeah. At the beginning of this episode to where now... Jenny, who's a freshman, is like running all the cool, popular, mean, mean girls. Well, do you know why? Like we kind of skipped over the fact of why Blair's dethroned. Why is she dethroned? Because she slept with Chuck and it got out. Gossip Girl did her thing, wrote it out in a nice little blog. And now she's outed and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, she's such a slut. All this kind of stuff. Why was everyone saying that she was a slut because she hooked up with Chuck? She was dating Nate. Oh, okay. So I guess that's it. And Chuck's like a player bad boy with right. a bad reputation. So I guess. And I can she see lost it. her virginity to Chuck and then went and slept with Nate and then is back with Chuck, I guess. I don't know. So she's dethroned. She is dethroned. Jen- so Jenny slides in. And like has become the new Regina George, essentially. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. I got I got a zag here. I got a total zag because this has been honestly bothering me. Like the more and more I watch this show, it's starting to bother me more and more. And I noticed it at the beginning of this episode because it starts off for them in the morning with yeah. Rufus and uh, Dan hanging out. I think I know where you're going with this. 
My question is, are waffles the only thing that Dan's dad knows how to make in the kitchen? Okay, I'm not where you were going, but... <laughs> Where'd you think I, I guess so. Where'd you think I was going? Well, I was just thought, like, every time they're on the screen, like, they're going to school, they're eating food. That's all I have to say. They're uh, only talking about getting breakfast, getting lunch, getting dinner. This whole episode, it revolves around food. Food episode. Yeah, I I had a I had a different take on the food. Uh, well, outside of the waffles, it's just such a staple in these teen. It's such a trope in these teen drama shows to have like breakfast be like woven in mm-hmm. to be like an integral part of like the setting and the backdrop of like where a lot of the hangouts happen for some yeah. reason. OC did this all the time, where like Sandy Cohen was just constantly making. It wasn't waffles in that show. It was bagels. He was mm-hmm. just constantly smearing bagels. And Ryan was always eating dry cereal, no milk. Made no sense to me ever. But like to to me, it's like so chipper too in the morning. Like yeah, no one ever eats that much, and no one is that alive enough that early in the morning to no. have full deep conversations about it's, your day. You just know I want to go to school. Leave me alone. It looks like everyone woke up, blew a couple lines of cocaine, and then started <laughs> eating waffles <laughs> in high school. So wild and weird. But yeah, waffles though. Why is that Rufus's thing? It's the only thing he knows how to make. Maybe he he's makes just a waffle guy. Like five stacks of waffles every morning. Dan like how is Dan not the I was gonna pounds? say, how how have they not gained that weight? Jenny is like fucking six foot, a hundred and two pounds. And it's because they have to walk everywhere because they're peasants. Oh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> they walk it they all burn, off. They, they walk off. off the waffles on the way to school. <laughs> okay. So we're saying they're taking in about 3,000 calories for breakfast every morning. But then because they're so poor, they're burning 4,000 like on the walk to school. So they yeah. net out at like minus 1,000. Right. Because when they get to school, they eat more food before they go to class. Right. Get back to zero. Mm-hmm. At lunch, they'll then get up to like 2,000 calories, have a few more stacks of waffles, and then walk all the way home and just net out the day like burning thousands of calories still. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I was going to say point. that too is how I, one thing that um, Jenny said in this episode or when she was around all the other girls was like the one girl, no idea what her name is, but she's like the next to Queen Bee, I'd say, like was Blair's. Number two, number yeah, two number in charge. Two. Yeah, she's Assistant, the beta. Whatever. She's the yeah. beta to Blair's alpha. Yeah. Like she got lunch and was like, oh, it was $120. I'm like, $120 oh. for lunch? What are you eating? Caviar? Probably. Probably. <laughs> but they eat like $120 of food for lunch. And then you see them at school in the morning. This was like right as Blair was walking up and she was like blackballed and everything. And they were eating these like 99 cent yogurt cups that you can get at the grocery store and they like spill it on Blair. Oh, I yeah. Let's get into that. Fucking the bullying in this TV <laughs> show was just wild. Like Blair walks up first bully number one. Blair walks up and they yeah, they dump yogurt, white yogurt mm-hmm. into her hair yeah. from above like in the top steps mm-hmm. i was like holy shit that would never happen at school there was that one and then there was um 
oh, they're doing this move where like they invite Blair to a restaurant and then mm-hmm. none of them actually show up. Yeah. So like they book this huge table at this super exclusive like high end restaurant with like uh, eight chairs at it and then just no one shows up. So I'm like, holy shit, fuck. Like yogurt in the hair and then this move where like they publicly humiliate her like at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Intense bullying. Sorry, I cut you off. I don't know what. Did you have another point in there? No, but it was oh. just funny that like and then I guess I do because Jenny didn't want to have to pay for the lunch or dinner or whatever because they were like, oh, well, well, you'll just get me back at dinner tonight. And she goes, well, I have a better idea. Like, let's just have Blair sit there alone and we can make fun of her the next day. So she gets out of paying for dinner. Yeah, that's what we're starting to see about Jenny is, and we aforementioned talked about this earlier on the pod, like we're starting to really see that Jenny, she's trying to keep up with the Joneses, but she can't. Yeah, because she can't she's do it. She can't afford it. A Humphrey. A peasant. She's a Humphrey. She's she's not a Vanderwoodson. So Jenny starts doing some shit. Like uh, she stole her friend's mom's dress. Yeah. And then went and like hawked it at a pawn shop mm-hmm. to get money to then like buy cool clothes and stuff to fit mm-hmm. in. Like she's Jenny's just like on a horrible path yeah. right now. And she's doing all this shit. that like gets out of her core character so that she can like be that queen bee cool person Mm -hmm. and she just can't do it like she gets caught in the act they notice that the dress is gone and she has to go and try and get it back and it totally backfires yeah let's play a clip of that please just get out okay i need to change honey can't you tell me What's going on? Nothing, Dad. Okay, just leave. Why are you crying? Are you upset about the party? No, I'm not. Can we just talk about this later? Okay, I really just need to get out of this dress. Ah, it's stuck. Okay, all right. Just help me, okay? Help me get it off. Jenny, you have to calm down. No, hurry up. Did you get it? I need a pair of pliers. Dad. Sorry, sorry. We were just looking for a rat. I'll get them... Oh my god. That's my mother's dress. That clip was just tough. Like where her dad was like trying to get the dress off. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're just like she's uh, starting to cry because she's like just get this off of me. My so-called friends are here and they're going to notice that yeah, they're I stole gonna this catch. dress. They're going to catch me in the act like yeah. of stealing her mom's dress. Get yeah. it off. And then like it's like, dude, Rufus, you can't get this fucking dress off, guy. Also, <laughs> something that I noticed as like editing, poor editing on their part, was that Rufus was like going in to get Jenny and it cuts back on his face and then the door is closed and he is completely in the room. And you're like, okay, that's good. Like the door's closed. They won't be able to come in and see her now. And then goes back to her and the clip goes back to rufus and the door's oh. wide open and i'm like you had it knit you were pick. good that's a knit to pick yeah. i was just frustrated because you're rooting <laughs> you're rooting for her trying yeah. to get this dress off and you're like oh yes the door is closed like they're not going to catch her and then it's like oh nope, it's open that was just a mistake they made yeah rufus just lets me down always like okay so now are we to believe rufus didn't even shut the door on the way in yeah rufus is still just standing in the doorway (laughs) can't get the dress off this guy's a peasant he's poor he has to drive himself everywhere he can't get the dress off his daughter uh he can't shut the door to keep his daughter from getting caught and fucked with all of her friends what the fuck 
It's probably one of these dogs. Oh, come on in, you guys. Come on in, Meeks. Come on. Let's go night, Meeks. Coming in for podcast night? Yeah, so Rufus just sucks. He sucks. Honestly, I, I could have given the MCITW to like three different Humphreys tonight. I could have given <laughs> it. I gave it to Dan. Could have given it to, to Rufus. Could have easily given it to Jenny for sucking. Yeah, Jenny could have definitely gotten it. And it, They all get it. Fucking all of you get it. <laughs> all the Humphreys. So it was it kind of like nets out that I just kept thinking, damn, Jenny didn't even like stand a chance. Like she tried to go toe to toe with Blair for like Queen Bee status. Yeah. And I was just like, she had the opportunity, but kind of blew it. I just look at it like that's why Blair's the top dog, because when she gets those ops, she's like taking advantage of those ops. I mean, we didn't mention this, but she does that in this episode. She totally. she was the one who planned the surprise for Jenny when she came in in the red dress. It, yeah. And it was all on her. She knew what she was doing. Blair is always like five steps ahead Oh, to, to be on yeah. top. Look, Blair is always playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. Dominoes. Dominoes. <laughs> Yeah, Blair's always playing chess. Everyone uh, else is playing some other board game that is not chess. Maybe they're playing Monopoly. Who knows? But all I know <laughs> is they're not playing chess and she is. And to me, it's just like, don't fuck with Blair. Yeah. Jenny came in, thought she could fucking run the show. It's like, no. Blair is the person. She's the main bitch. Do not fuck with her. Yeah. I don't know why Jenny thought she stood a chance. She didn't. She did not. To end this whole episode, I just want to plant the seed because this character ends up becoming like a big character in this show. Love love it. Love the way this episode ended. This episode ended like it was a fire ending. So essentially what was happening all episode in like a B storyline mm-hmm. was that Serena was getting like weird gifts. Like she got a box full of porn. She got cocaine. Um... A bunch of weird like she got like that letters. box of um champagne at school she, yeah so she's got an alcohol porn cocaine <laughs> and like just weird mysterious like messages, messages and, and letters yeah. and she thought it was chuck the whole time she's like chuck why are you messing with me all this stuff and then at the end of the episode which i have to point out before you say okay. what you have to say bart kicks chuck out because of this he kicks yeah. him out of the house and he has to move back into his bachelor pad basically yeah as a 16 year old he is in his own bachelor pad but he gets kicked out for all the stuff that he didn't even do this is kind of why i like chuck because even when chuck like gets shit on like that what chuck never does and this is going way back to why i hate dan too (laughs) chuck is never gonna rat anyone out so even though like he knew that that wasn't him that was sending serena all that shit mm-hmm. he he's never gonna like throw someone else under the bus just for the sake of doing it i think that's the most like endearing thing in the world like chuck whenever shit get goes wrong he just goes you know what everyone thinks i'm a fuck up anyways yeah so i'll just take all the heat mm-hmm. i'll take the blame i don't care yeah my Every- dad will just buy 
a library for the college I yeah. would go to. <laughs> and he, yeah, he, he knows that he can always get out of it too because his dad's Bart Bass and super rich. But I, I think the main piece of it though, besides him just being rich, is that that's why I think he's a good guy inside because he's like, you know what? I'll take the fall. I'll take it. Everyone yeah. already hates me. There's no <laughs> sense in you taking blame. I'll just take it. So mm-hmm. I like he never like ratted anyone out in that yeah, situation. I do too. What I was going to say, though, is this episode ends with a fire clip and it's Serena finally figuring out who is writing all these letters clip. Hey, I'm really sorry, Chuck. I know it wasn't you who sent me that stuff. Never thought I'd say this, but it turns out Chuck Bass is innocent. So who did send S all those naughty gifts? Georgina Sparks. I love Georgina. She just comes in at the perfect time to stir the pot and cause trouble. She is a wrecking ball of drama and shit. Like Worse than Jenny. Like you think Jenny brings some drama? No. Georgina is a tornado of drama drama tornado she comes in and at like in that clip we played she, she just like wrote a note like can't wait to see you or whatever i hope you've been getting all my gifts can't wait to see you and then she just writes the letter the capital letter g really big and then that's when serena realized like oh it hasn't been chuck yeah it's been like this fucked up chick from my past georgina sparks yeah i gotta say though i hate georgina well, I'm sure on the next podcast there'll be episodes where she's actually like in them and plays a bigger role. So I'll have, yeah, she hasn't. She's not even in this yeah. yet. So I'll have much more my thoughts on Georgina, but just like loosely for the sake of conversation right now, I don't like her very much. See, and I thought that you would because she is just like someone that comes in to she's, cause I, a bunch yeah, of I know. trouble. She's an evil bitch. But so that's funny that you don't like her, and I like. I like her for that reason. Like she comes in and stirs the pot a lot. You know what I think it is? Honestly, I think I don't like the actress who plays her. Well, I'm like, eh. but maybe that's why they did that because it's like not every elite person in the society is like drop dead gorgeous. Like I feel like they make that make it seem like this in Gossip Girl. Like the whole time, like with Serena and Chuck and Nate and all of them, and Blair. like they're all Blair's these, like so attractive. Yeah, they're too. all these um, like attractive people. So they're bringing in someone who is still at this elite status, but no. she's coming in and she is like just making making it. She comes in and she wrecks shit up. And yeah. I d- look, I will say, I do love that. You're right. I love the characters who come in just to fuck shit up. So yeah. I do really appreciate that. I just. God, I just kept thinking, like, what if they did have someone who was like Serena's equal in that role in the looks department? Like, damn, it would have been like you would have constantly been thinking, like, she could go toe to toe with Blake Lively. I guess so. I never think about stuff like that, though. Yeah, it's because you're not. A dude. I just watch the show. <laughs> so to wrap things up, if you had to give a most valuable player an MVP. I'm glad you bring this up. Who? Because I think you'll appreciate who I pick. Who of episode 12 and 14 would you give that MVP to Leah D? So I went back and forth a little bit on this because at first I was going to give it to Serena 
Um, but I realized, no, I don't think she deserves it for this episode because I love Lillian Rufus and she totally messed that up for me. So I was going <laughs> to yeah, give it to her did. until that moment. So my MVP is a Mr. Chuck Bass. Oh, <laughs> thank God. He has not gotten one yet. And I was I'm the first to give him one. I was getting genuinely like really nervous because I was like. Chuck is my favorite character of all time. We've done three Gossip Girl podcasts, and he has not won MVP on any of the first three. And I'm like, he's only got two opportunities to get it. Yeah. So I'm so glad that finally, I just think deservingly, that like deservedly. This episode, these two episodes that he was in, he was just there, but he didn't do... Like, I don't know. I just love Chuck. Look, so. you're going on vibe. You're going on I'm vibe. I'm going alone. on vibe. I told you I had a few ideas and and Chuck was the one who just stood out and was like, you know what? You did a great job these past two episodes. <laughs> so you get the MVP. Look, I don't mind you coming in here with literally zero rationale or reasons whatsoever for picking an MVP. I kind of like it. I okay. like I like the mindset of just coming in and going, Yeah. hey, you know what? I'm just going... From my fucking gut yep. and my loins. <laughs> You're just like, I'm going I'm, I'm going, going from inside, deep from inside. inside. I'm yep. just gonna make a decision based on inside thoughts and feelings and just I my appreciate intuition. That. Yeah. Literally there's no reason why I picked him except because I just love Chuck. Because he's the best. He's just the best. Love that. I love it. I'm so glad Chuck finally got an MVP on this podcast. <laughs> it's so well-deserved. Better late than never. I'm glad he got it. I, w- I would not... If he didn't get it on this one, I would have just forced the hand on whoever comes on for the next <laughs> Gossip Girl pod and just say, sorry, you have to give You have an to MVP. pick <laughs> Chuck. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not... Or you're not on the podcast. See you later. Yeah. Well, hey, I think that does it. Any other thoughts for you or you want to wrap it up? I think that's it. Get in, get out. We crushed. Thanks for coming on. Leah D, appreciate you coming on. Um, Thank you for having me. I am still going to count this as our second ever podcast with an actual team. I think it should be because it just didn't work out this week that my birthday fell when I was a teenager. I know. Like we could have done this earlier in the week and still totally been cool on you being a teen officially. Right. But we waited till the end of the week. Yeah. Partly my fault. Sorry. Well, you had a birthday and stuff. I had you a had birthday. To <laughs> Anyways, a belated happy birthday and a belated telling the kids to sleep tight. Have a really good night's sleep, kids. And as we do our sign off, we will go to Leah to tell those kids to clear eyes, full hearts. Do less, kids. Do way less. You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You know you found us when you find a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.